Hey, if you are fixated on achieving a specific number on the scale, then today's episode is for you. I'm going to tell you why setting a goal weight is actually hindering you from keeping the weight off for good. This is episode 42 of the High on Life podcast. Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. What's up? I'm so happy you're here with me again this week. Thank you for listening. Before we start, I want to thank Elle Mailman for her recent review. She wrote, I work in the field of obesity and can't stress how important it is to give this a listen. Dr. High and guests address the everyday challenges people may face with weight and sheds light on a new way of thinking about this chronic medical condition. Dr. High, I can't thank you enough for the work you're doing. I hope your messaging continues to spread. Thank you so much. L Mailman. And of course she gave me the five wonderful stars that I love to see. I truly appreciate it. My mission is to help 10,000 women quit dieting and start thriving by 2025. Can I ask you to join me on this mission? I would love for you to share this episode on Instagram, tag me at Sasha high MD so I can give you a shout out and let's lift each other up and empower more women in our lives by sharing. So thank you so much. All right, let's dive in. Today's episode is so important. If you are trying to lose weight for the last time, then I am glad you are here because we're going to talk about why setting a goal number in weight loss is actually harming you and probably preventing you from keeping the weight off for good. Now, this may seem contradictory, right? You might be like, I thought goals were good. And isn't goal setting a good thing to help me focus? Yes, 100%. Goal setting is good. I gave a masterclass in December 2021 about creating your breakthrough year in 2022, and it was all about evaluating and setting goals and actions. So yes, I am all about that. I just want you to set the right goals, and the scale is not the right one. Hear me out. Today's episode actually stemmed from a recent conversation I had with a colleague, and we were talking about her experience in another weight loss program a few years ago, and how she had lost 80 pounds. 80 pounds, that is a lot of weight. But she hadn't yet reached the goal weight that she had set out at the beginning of the program. And so because she hadn't gotten there, she just kept feeling like a failure. She wasn't able to celebrate how far she'd come. Like she she tells me she'd gone from a size 18 down to a size six or eight. She was like 90% of the way to her goal, but she wasn't able to see any of it. She didn't see her wins. And because she wasn't used to celebrating the process, she was just fixated on reaching this endpoint when the weight stall came and she wasn't dropping any further. She started to take panicky actions instead of celebrating the fact that her weight was staying stable and not going back up, which was actually a huge success. So then when she started freaking out, she started fasting, right? Fasting has got to be good. That's going to break my weight stall. So every day she would fast, but then she'd be so hungry in the evenings that she'd overeat and then she'd beat herself up for binging and overeating. And then she'd promise that she'd fast again the next day to make up for it. All right. You all know what this is called, right? That is called restricting. 
<laughs> Please hear me. Fasting done from the wrong mindset is just a euphemism for restriction. Of course, she couldn't lose any more weight, and then she'd feel even worse about herself for, quote, failing. So she went on to regain 50 of those 80 pounds because of her binging. And now she's had to relearn so much of her relationship with food just to stop the binging that started from her restriction. Ugh, just breaks my heart thinking about it because it's so demoralizing. I don't want that for her, and I don't want that for you. So coming back to goal setting, I want you to set helpful, realistic, and empowering goals. Now, most weight loss programs will tell you, okay, I want you to pick your goal weight. What are you working towards, right? Now that's your goal, work towards it. Or, okay, how much weight are you going to lose this month? Write it down. Okay, that's your goal. Makes sense, right? You're working on weight loss, so we should use metrics. I like data and all about that. So the scale is the most obvious data point to track success. So I understand that. But I'm going to tell you four reasons why picking a weight goal actually is not helpful and may in fact be hindering you from keeping the weight off for good, which I know is what all of you want, right? No one wants to keep losing weight and then regaining and then just doing it all over again. Like it's no fun. So we want to keep it off for good. We have to be aware of these things. The number one reason is that it perpetuates the myth that you can just choose any number that you think is reasonable and then manipulate your body to get there. Science, my friends. Science is why this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That's like deciding that I want to be a typical model. 33, 23, 33 with blue eyes. It's like, no, my body is not designed to be that size, right? I can diet all I want and that is never going to happen because your body shape and size is genetically determined, just like your eye color. So it's not helpful to try to achieve a number right? You're just starting yourself out with this false expectation, which is bound to leave you disappointed. We're not aiming for a number. We're aiming for you living your best life, your healthiest life, where you're taking care of yourself. You're honoring yourself. You're learning how to stop the stress and emotional eating and how to, you know, quit the restricting and then the binging, how to stop starting over again on Monday and then blowing it on weekends. Like that is what we need to figure out. And actually setting the number doesn't help you with any of that. Because the reality is you can influence your weight by your choices and your health behaviors, but you cannot control it. I want you to hear me. You do not get to choose your weight. It doesn't work like that. Think about it. How do you decide what your goal weight should be? Do you randomly pick a number because you like that number? Or are you basing it on what you weighed in high school, university, pre-kids, post-kids? Like, where do you get that number from? And like, if so, if you're choosing it from like university or pre-kids, because that's your ideal weight, who's deciding that your body isn't supposed to change with aging and hormonal changes and the fact that like babies popped out of your pelvis, right? (laughs) Or maybe you're being really scientific and you're basing it off of BMI. This one irks me to no end, right? Because we all talk about, like, you see this everywhere. We all talk about BMI being inherently flawed. It's not useful as a health metric on an individual basis. So then why are we, on the one hand, acknowledging that BMI is flawed, and then on the other hand, using it to set a weight goal? None of it makes any sense. And here's the thing, right? You set this number expectation. So what happens if you don't get to the magic number? Well, like my colleague, it's disappointing and it's frustrating and it's discouraging. You feel like a failure because you, quote, didn't get there. And guess what happens when you're disappointed and frustrated and discouraged? 
you make not so great choices that usually lead to weight regain, right? So setting a weight goal perpetuates the myth that you can just choose a number and manipulate your body to get there. And the fact is you can't control your weight. Influence it, yes, but control it, no. The number two reason that setting a weight target is a bad idea is that it creates a false belief that there is an end post. What do do I mean by that? Well, it's like the idea of I'm here, I just need to get there. And when I get there, I will have arrived and life can go back to normal. So I just need to tough it out until I get there. You can imagine what this sets you up for, right? Dieting, restricting, white knuckling with willpower because you think it's short term. You think as long as you can suffer for just a short while, then when you arrive, you can celebrate and you can breathe a sigh of relief and you don't need to suffer anymore. And this is why weight loss feels so punishing for so many of you, right? But losing weight isn't about achieving an endpoint because there's no endpoint. Now, that is both good and bad news. It's bad news because if you're listening and you're like, what? That means I need to work on this forever. This is so painful. That's horrible. Yeah, you do need to work on it forever. But here is the good news. What if working on it forever doesn't have to be painful? Right? What if working on it is just really being intentional about how you live your life, mindful about your health behaviors, mindful with your eating, learning the tools to manage your automatic thinking so you can break out of some habit ruts, create new habits that come from empowered thinking, and then learn to pick yourself up when you've had a setback, right? What if it's not painful? The endpoint idea is created by the diet industry as justification for terrible dieting to lose weight quickly so you can go back to living, quote, normal life when you reach maintenance, right? Because if the diet industry was built on like changing how you eat forever, like putting you on this diet forever, it would not be a multi-billion dollar industry because most people are not interested in the message like, hey, we're going to help you do this diet that never ever ends and you have to do it always and it's terrible and it feels like restriction, but you have to just do it for the rest of your life. It's like, no, that sounds awful. Most people just want to hear like, lose 30 pounds by summer because we all just want a quick fix, right? So having this like now and then mentality, do this now, suffer now, so that when you get there, it will all be better, is driven by the diet industry. And it's one of the instigators for the idea that you can choose a target number of pounds or number to lose on the scale. And it just doesn't work. The reality is there's no weight loss phase and then maintenance phase in that there's nothing that changes, right? You don't change your health behaviors. Nothing changes with how you need to eat, sleep, manage stress, or work out. Because your body doesn't reset when you've lost weight so that you can now go back to what you were eating before. It just doesn't work that way. So if you lost weight because you did some diet where, you know, they put you on 600 calories a day and you took B12 shots, and then you stop that and go back to 1400 calories a day, guess what's going to happen? Of course you're going to regain the weight, right? Nothing, Nothing shifts internally so that now your body just knows it's supposed to be at this lower weight, even though your behaviors change. Now, as an aside, I don't even teach calorie counting, but this happens commonly enough that I think you catch my drift, and that's why I'm using that example. The only difference in, I think, and what I teach is from from the weight loss phase to the maintenance phase is now you actually need to manage your mind so much more when you reach maintenance 
because you're no longer being rewarded by seeing the scale to go down. And that is actually harder. It is harder to be in what most people will consider a weight plateau, right? They'll be like, oh, I hit a plateau. I'm no longer losing weight. And I'm like, no, welcome to maintenance. That's awesome. You're not regaining. That is such a big success. Like pat yourself on the back and you're like, so this is where the work starts. This is the hard work, right? Is like managing your brain when you're no longer seeing the scale go down and you still have to do all the things. That's why you have to enjoy all the things that you're doing. You have to enjoy how you're eating. You have to enjoy how you're living. You have to enjoy learning to process your emotions and feel the stress and manage it instead of just distracting by eating through it. That's, that's the work. Okay, so that was number two. Number two was setting a weight target creates the false belief that there is an end post. No end post, my friends. This is a long-term journey, but what if the journey can be fun? Okay, reason number three, setting a weight goal primes you for bad decision-making. When you set a goal number on the scale, it sets you up to take really panicky actions, right? Because think about it, you've got this, you've got this target and immediately put some pressure that you have to get to this number because that's the goal. You probably feel a little bit more rushed And from these emotions like pressure and rushed, most people will take some panicky actions. So you'd try things like aggressive dieting, right? Oh, well, I'll just cut out this total food group. You know, I'll cut carbs out altogether, or I will do some intermittent fasting, right? You take these actions from a place of being a little bit panicky. Now, I'm not saying there's never a role for intermittent fasting or reducing refined carb intake. I think that learning how to eat and what to eat is super important. But what I'm saying is that when the action is taken from the wrong motivation and doesn't create the right result, and it usually is not sustainable. So that's where we have to really learn to manage our minds and do things from a place of making empowered choices that lead you and propel you to just live your happiest and healthiest life, as opposed to, I have this number, If I don't get to that number, it's a failure. So I will do all of these really aggressive things just to achieve that goal. Bad decision-making comes from being panicky and rushed and under that kind of pressure. Okay, reason number four is it forgets to celebrate the process. Losing weight for good, which is very different from losing weight for the short term and regaining it and then having to start the process all over again next year, is about learning to build the life that you love while learning the tools to lose weight in a way that feels great for you. For most of my women, those tools involve things like learning how to make empowered choices, practicing flexible restraint with your eating, learning how to process difficult emotions so you aren't using food to distract from them, becoming an observer of your thoughts so you aren't derailed by self-defeating thinking. There's many, many more, but that's what this involves. And while you do all of that, you get to enjoy the process, right? You need to learn to celebrate your body and your choices the whole way, not just when you get there, quote unquote. You have to recognize your wins and see how far you've come instead of focusing on how far you have to go. You have to learn to accept your body shape and size, that they are genetically determined. And yeah, you can influence them. You can work out and you can get toned and you can, you know, control what goes into your mouth. But at the end of the day, we have a lot of genetic programming that just, just decides what, you know, whether we're hourglass shaped or whether we have, you know, more, we're more round in the midsection, right? It is decided by our genetics. 
And your job is to honor this one body that you have to carry you through life. So setting a number goal is actually just focusing on this one desired outcome. But when you focus on the process, it's much more helpful because the process is actually what gets you to like in the direction of that outcome, right? You're actually more likely to achieve the outcome when you celebrate and focus on the process. The process is the do steps, right? The action steps. What are you going to do to move you in that direction? And the process is learning the tools and changing habits and managing your mind and celebrating the wins. And when you do all of that and you learn to enjoy it, then you don't have to like reach an endpoint because you're, then it just becomes living your life, right? Then it's not being on a diet. It's this is me living my life and this is me optimizing my performance and this is me optimizing my health. And this is me learning how to prioritize me when life is crazy and busy and I'm getting stressed out. That's what's going to get you there in a way where you can keep it off for good and enjoy it and it won't feel like punishment. So I just shared with you four reasons why I believe setting a goal weight isn't helpful and can in fact prevent you from keeping the weight off for good. Now, what do you do instead? Well, like I just said, you set process goals, actionable behavioral goals that you have total control over, goals that propel you to live your healthiest life, physically, emotionally, mentally, goals that prioritize self-care, fitness, nutrition, emotional health, getting the support you need, all of that. And then the weight loss just comes along for the ride. And when you lose weight and then the weight plateaus, you celebrate the fact that you're not regaining. You celebrate how far you've come. You celebrate sticking with your healthy behaviors instead of telling yourself you're a failure for not getting there. Okay, I wanted to share this with you because I know for many of my clients when they're first starting out, this is a piece that really throws them for a loop because they're used to setting a goal weight. It's like, well, what am I working towards if I don't have a goal weight, right? Or they'll ask, well, based on a healthy BMI, what do you think my weight should be? And it's like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know where your body's going to land. What if we just focus on empowering you to live your healthiest life, getting, learning the tools that you need, maybe getting the medical treatment for the physiology that you are dealing with, and see what happens, right? And let your body decide what is the best weight for you when you're living your life that way. It's actually really unsettling for people who've grown up in diet culture to accept that you don't actually get to control your body weight. For some people, it's alarming because they can't imagine accepting themselves at any weight aside from that magical number they have in their head. That's okay. I get it. There's just some work that needs to be done. So if you are listening and your brain is like freaking out and it's objecting to what I'm saying, no worries. It's normal. You've probably just had a lot of social conditioning that you should be able to control your weight and choose the number and diet down to that. So it's not a problem if your brain is throwing a fit right now. I just want to offer that there may be a better way. Imagine if you could lose weight by creating a life that you love, by caring for yourself, learning tools to process your emotions, quit mindless snacking and stress eating, give up the all or nothing mentality, the I'll start it over on Monday thinking, and what if you actually enjoyed it? Imagine if the number mattered less to you because you were enjoying the ride more. What would that mean to you? I want to paint that picture for you because it actually is possible. That's what the women in my best weight program are learning and experiencing. And when they get it, it's literally life-changing. When you get it, you'll never have to diet again because you can just learn to create your healthiest and happiest life and let your weight come along for the ride. So I want to let you know 
that you can come join me in my best weight program if you're in Ontario. But good news, if you are outside of Ontario and you're like, how can I work with you? Our Thrive Weight Loss Coaching Program is opening up this fall. I'm so excited about it. This is allowing us to bring our tools outside of Ontario to women all over the world. So I want you to go to sashahighmd.com, check out how you can work with me and get on my wait list. It's going to be great. All right. I hope this was helpful. As always, please share. Let's empower the women around us. I love you all. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time without it feeling like you're punishing yourself with yet another diet, then I want to invite you to join me in Thrive. It's my new weight loss coaching program that is opening up this fall. I am so excited because it's the first time I'm able to bring an offer to clients outside of Ontario. Thrive is going to be open to women all over the world. We are bringing all of the amazing tools that we've developed through the High Metabolic Clinic so that you can learn to stop stress and emotional eating, to manage your mindset so that you are empowered, to lose weight for the last time, and then truly thrive in your life. So if you wanna join me, I want you to head on over to highmetabolicclinic.com slash thrive dash waitlist. Get your name on the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when doors open.